You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, we're off and running on this Thursday, November 5th. How is everyone feeling? How's everybody doing? Yep, of course, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Man, do we have a jam-packed, locked and loaded hour for you. 60 minutes in a row where it's just going to be one thing after the other after the other. So let's dive right in. Of course, today is Thursday, but yesterday we moved headlines, so we have those today. We have the Regal Tumble continuing. It's down day number 14. And look, I'll be honest with you. Because of the format where we have the list of shows that have been nominated, secretly drawn list, we don't know what order. Well, I do, but you don't know what order they're going to come. The last few days, I'll be honest with you, have been a little predictable. There has been, when you look at the four choices, there has been, to me, a very easy choice. Okay, that one doesn't belong, right? Which one of these is not like the others? And the last few days, that has been the case. Very difficult to break up the power trio as the NWA of uh, the New World, oh no, the NWO, not the NWA, that would be something different. The NWO of Seinfeld, The Office, The Sopranos. I will tell you, I will bill it this way, today, The entry today will threaten that trio more than any contender so far. I will give you that. I will let you know that right off the bat. And, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. And yesterday, Regal Tumble numbers through the roof. Through the roof. Highest vote total so far. And today, I think we could push past that even further because the contender today you would have to say, has a legitimate chance, not just to win today, has a legitimate chance to go all the way and win the whole thing. So I'll leave you there. All right, uh, I want to lead off with some football today, some Jets and Giants, and uh, Week 9 obviously opens up tonight. At least we think, right? Have, have the 49ers lost anybody else? At this point, just tell me who they have left rather than telling me who's out. But, uh, of course, we got the Packers and the 49ers tonight. And then this weekend... Whether you want it or not, we got Jets and Giants. So the Giants getting ready for Washington. Giants, uh, they're kind of right in the back in the same spot where they were a couple of weeks ago. This week is almost another must-win game, right? They were 0-5 at the point where they played Washington the last time, I think. And I said at the time, you know, it's very rare that a team that's 0-5 has a must-win game. But that was the situation they found themselves in because you can preach patience and you can preach progress all you want you got to mix in a win every once in a while. So now the Giants have played two more competitive games, gone right down to the wire, but at the end of the day, you're 1-7. It's nice to be competitive, but at some point, you got to mix in a win every once in a while. You don't have to win all the close games. You don't even have to win most of the close games. But some of them, yes, even the Giants have to win some of them. So Washington is the one... If the Giants have proven anything here over the last year and a half, Washington is the one team that they can consistently beat. It's the the whole list. If you were drawing up a list of the teams that the Giants can, can, can beat on a regular basis, the list, the entire list, is the Washington football team. So the topic that came up on Monday night, and it was brought to Joe Judge, Would the Giants ever think about benching Daniel Jones, either in that game 
are moving forward. And if you listen to the K show uh, over the last couple of days, you know that uh, Don and I think Peter both had a huge problem with that question. And it turns out that our own Jordan Renan was the one who asked that question. And he was on the show yesterday to kind of defend that question. Look, here's the thing. And I don't think we brought this up on the show yesterday. Daniel Jones has tons of questions he's got to answer. None of the answers to any of those questions is Colt McCoy. None. Think about how poorly Daniel Jones has played so far this year. Up until now, did you even know that Colt McCoy was the backup for sure? Like when you found it out, you're like, oh yeah, that's right, it's Colt McCoy. But you didn't even, it's not even a question of whether or not you bench Daniel Jones or you bring in Colt. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous point to bring up. The, the Giants have this issue that they, it looks like they're very well going to face. They don't have enough time, really, to evaluate Daniel Jones. There's a very good chance, unfortunately, they're going to have to make that decision or that decision will be presented to them after just eight more games. Now, I will present you, even at one and seven, it does seem like the Giants will probably win some more games, although they probably should have won more games by now. Outside of the one game, the Niner game, they've been in every single game, and they've lost, outside of the Washington game, every single game. And that one, it wasn't really anything that the Giants did. It was more of something that Washington did that gave them that win. So maybe the Giants do. It's conceivable, right, with watching them play every single week. It seems like there is progress. There are areas of the team that are improving. So maybe they win some games, and the decision about the quarterback is kind of taken out of their hands, right? If the Giants are picking, I don't know, fifth in the first round, I would think that quarterback, given the other list of areas of needs, really wouldn't be that pressing of a thing. They're not going to move up to draft a quarterback. But if they're picking number two and Justin Fields is there and Daniel Jones has not improved in any way in terms of turning the football over, which was the question coming into the year, there has been no progress in that area whatsoever it's great he's not fumbling the ball as much he's he's throwing interceptions just as much you know the the line about the NFL standing for not for long well certainly when you're picking number two for Daniel Jones he continues to turn the ball over the rate he has for two years it's going to stand for not for long for Daniel Jones if the Giants are sitting at number two and Justin Fields is there they're going to have a have to have a serious conversation about what they do and it's only eight games that they have left to decide this. And I get it. It's not a very long period of time. You'd like to be able, but if you continue to lose games and the quarterback is one of the primary culprits, and on Monday night, he was the primary culprit for why you lost that game. And even the game, you know, even when you're competitive in these games, it's not like he's the reason why you're so competitive in these games. Sometimes, like the Eagle game, I did not put it on him. It was not his fault that they lost that game. But it's not, again, we bring up about Sam Darnold. Even as bad as the Jets are, the quarterback should be able to lift the team. He should show you an individual place. There's no plays like that for Daniel Jones. Not really. Not, not, not nearly enough as there, there, there needs to be. So you only have eight games, and I'm not, in terms of benching Daniel Jones... I'm not going to reduce that even further. And in the process, think about what you would do, right? You're bringing in Colt McCoy. Then you're also probably improving the chances that you have to make that call at number two. 
Colt McCoy does not improve your odds of winning games. So Daniel Jones's problem, obviously, is the turnovers. I don't see how sitting him on the bench is going to help that. I don't see how that's going to help him to learn how to take a sack or throw a ball away. Uh, he has eight games to show that he can make any progress in that regard. So they had uh, Jordan on the, uh, on the K-Show yesterday, and I think his uh, approach to that question was that, you know, if Joe Judge is going to preach accountability, you have to be able to hold the, the quarterback accountable at some point. Well, I would simply say, yeah, you will, because there's a possibility, and to me, a good possibility, you might draft another quarterback. So that's how you hold him a that's how you hold him accountable. You know, coming into this year, you wanted to win some games, certainly more than one, uh, but also build the team, right? Develop the quarterback. Benching him while not helping the other goal, I, I don't see how that accomplishes anything at all. And I will simply say, you know, for people who say, you know, Daniel Jones has shown no progress, I would agree. But I would not say that he's regressed. I would say he's playing exactly this year like he played last year without Saquon Barkley. The only difference here this year is he's playing without Saquon Barkley for the rest of the year. Go look at the games where Saquon did not play last year. What was it, the knee last year? Was it the ankle? I think it was the ankle, right? Um, That's how Daniel Jones played last year too. Now, Saquon came back and there were some games. You know, Daniel Jones did have some high points last year that he has not accomplished this year. And I think a good reason for that is that Saquon got his hurt as early on in the season and is not coming back. Uh, the other giant issue is the Golden Tate thing uh, about t- you know he's told by the team to stay home after you know screaming about getting him the ball, his wife going on Instagram, him liking tweets. I mean, I, I don't know. I- maybe I'm just too old, but a grown man liking tweets as a way to get your point across. Like, I'll show you. Look what I put a little heart on on this in this uh, social media platform. Uh, heart on that one. Heart on this one. I mean, you're a grown man. Come on. And it's just another sign. You know, this is the guy that the Giants brought in, at least in part, to set to be a positive influence after getting rid of Beckham. And he's a guy who's already tested positive for a PED. He's getting in the fight with Jalen Ramsey. He's screaming about his quarterback on the field. You know, this is one thing in practice, you know, when people aren't necessarily watching or there's a limited amount of of people, you know, media people in a normal set of circumstances that are there. He's doing it on Monday Night Football. I mean, that's that's pretty out there. And and look, uh, to uh, Jordan Renan's credit, he went back and, you know, put up some of the the screenshots of plays where – Golden Tate is open, so he does have kind of a legitimate beef there, but that's not necessarily what the team needs, especially from a guy who was brought in to uh, set a positive influence. And, you know, for the Jets, with Adam Gase, that problem will will take care of itself. Adam Gase, as I've said, will not be back next year. There's no possibility that he is back next, not even for the Jets. Not even the Jets could screw that up. Dave Gettleman, on the other hand... He might be, you know, so I get it. Giant fans want to win some games and you're watching the game. Every fan wants your team to win. Even if you know you're in a bad situation, you want when the games are on, you want to win later on. Once the games are over, you're like, "Eh," you know, there's, there's, there are examples where I think as a fan, you could be like, you know what? This is probably for the best. We get a higher draft pick, blah, blah, blah. We'll make changes. Progress is really open-ended and it might be for the Giants because you can say even at one and seven, 
the Giants have shown progress. And the problem is, I think, unless you don't win any more games and you finish at 2-14, and 14, Gettleman seems like he got the coach, right? Like, the coach is a good pick. We all kind of agree on that right now. And I think a lot of the good vibes surrounding the Giants is mainly because they're just not the Jets. Like, if you, rem- if you remove the Jets from the equation and having to watch them week in and week out, you know, I think the Giants, the focus would be much more on, hey, they're 1-7, and seven, and they've played in five winnable games, and uh, they've lost five winnable games, right? And, you know, all the, the caveats you'll get for, for Joe Judge, you know, it's year one, it's a brutal year, they lost Barkley, it's a bad team. You know, Giant fans, I know they want to win games, but be careful. By winning some of those games, you might actually end up securing another year of Dave Gettleman, which I think we could all kind of agree would be a mistake. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776 is the phone number. Now, I have the call screen, Brian, but I can only see the people's names. I can't see where they're from. So why don't we get a couple of calls in here at 1-800-919-ESPN, and we'll start things off with uh, Tony. Tony, what's going on, my man? What's up, buddy? Good morning. I just want to ask you a couple things. How did the Jets land a primetime Monday night game? Do they want everybody to go to bed early? They might. Look, sleep is very important in your in your health, your overall health. That's the time where the body heals itself. So putting the Jets on there, you don't even need to go to bed. You can fall asleep during the games. I've always said you, you sometimes on a Saturday night I'll have a couple of adult beverages and then I have to get up and, and, and get ready for watching the Jet game. And when you have a hangover, the Jets are the perf- they are perfect because there's I not going to be any loud noises. You're not going to get surprised. You can close your eyes for a few minutes, open them up. Everything remains the same pretty much from the Jets' point of view. So maybe that's what they were thinking. I'd be honest with you. I, I watch the Jet games to see what kind of stupid things they do next. It's like, well, it's like listening to Howard Stern. What, you what do they do, do next? Tony? Absolutely. The Jets, even at 0-8, you have to see them because every week, you know, like great players, you say you, you have to see what this guy's going to do. Any moment he could do something amazing. The Jets are just the, they're like the opposite of that. They're like the stranger things. Uh, it's, it's, on, it's, great. Know, it's great. It's great. One, th- one, I think they're going to keep Gase because they always do stupid stuff. That's number two. What, right? you mean number for two. next year? Yeah, of course. No, there's no shot. They, 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 Not they, even the being Jets. A Jet, being a Jet fan is like being part of the walking dead. There's no excitement. The next day after a jet game, they see a couple of my friends. You know what I get? I get grunts. Uh, how are those jets? Uh, uh. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. no to- look, Tony, I get it. And thanks for the call, Tony. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. As for the Jets, they face the Patriots this week. What a brilliant long-term move it would be for Bill Belichick to allow the Jets to get a win. Oh, that, that's, the, that's the long-term play. What a brilliant move. And who knows? You never know. Any given Sunday. That's what they keep telling me. I keep watching these games every week, and it's, it's not any given Sunday, at least not for the Jets and Giants. But I keep having people tell me or tweet me or whatever. The Jets are not, Gordon, the Jets are not going to get the number one pick. They'll screw it up. They'll win a couple of games. Well, I would just say to you, back it up. Back it up. Right now, uh, you know, I mean, I, I pop on FanDuel, but maybe you have DraftKings, whatever you have, whatever gambling app you have. At least right now on FanDuel, I was fooling around uh, yesterday. The Jets over-under for wins, you can bet the over-under on wins even right now, not just before the season. The Jets over-under for wins this year is one and a half. So they have to win two games 
for you to win your bet. If you're, if you're confident that the Jets are going to screw this up, you would have to say they're going to win. They have to win at least one, and they probably would have to win two. They haven't won any so far, but you'd have to win two. So if you're convinced, you know what, the Jets, they're not going to get the number one pick, Gordon. They will screw it up. They always screw it up. Well, I would simply say to you, don't tell me. Show me. Go on FanDuel. I'm sure DraftKings has the same thing. Go and bet your money. Back it up. Don't tell me. Show me. Now, if you go into the team futures, you can also bet on which team is going to draft Trevor Lawrence. So the Jets, this is really where you can make your money. Not by betting the Jets. The Jets are minus 150. So to put that in you know, normal terms, 100 bucks, you'd win $66 and change. But if you were to bet that Trevor Lawrence would go anywhere else, you can make a lot of money just from a, you know, a, a little bit of money. So if you were to bet, say, 100 bucks on even Jacksonville, you'd win $420. So if you think that the Jets either, A, will trade the pick, right? The Jets will get the first. Here's, that's the beauty of this one. Even if the Jets win, get the first pick, but they trade it, they keep Sam, they get a boatload of picks, they make that trade with Jacksonville or somebody else, well, you can really cash in there. Jacksonville's 420. After that, I mean, I think Denver is in the mix. They're like plus 2,500. So again, if you think that another team is going to have that first pick and that Trevor Lawrence won't end up on the Jets and the Jets will screw it up with the first pick, you know, they won't get the first pick, I would simply say, don't tell me, show me. And this is really a big weekend, especially, you know, we do poop rankings on Tuesday. This is the weekend that could really shake things up. You got the Jets patch, you got the Jags Texans, you got the Giants and Washington. Even Vikings Lions is kind of in terms of the poop, right? Not in terms of your actual eyes, uh, not in terms of enjoying football, but Vikings Lions, there's some, some possibilities there as well. So uh, look, I think, it's, um, I think it's fair to say that Trevor Lawrence, for me, if I were Trevor Lawrence, I would try to be avoiding going to the Jets. That, that's, that's, I think that that's at least, whether or not he will do that, that's up in the air. But for me, if I were him, I would be looking to use whatever leverage to go to the perfect situation for me because, as I said before, you know, the old line about the NFL stands for not for long. That could be the case even for Trevor Lawrence. We don't know. We don't know for sure. That's not even factoring in. That's with a new head coach, I would say. Yeah, you know, possibility I look to use my leverage wherever I can. If Gase is actually back with the Jets, which is impossible, but let's just dream for a second here. <laughs> Maybe not dream. Maybe let's nightmare here for a second. If Gase came back, he should try to join the Peace Corps before entering the NFL draft. I mean, he would, he should, he would be smart to take a, a, a sabbatical from football altogether and uh, not join uh, the Jets with the first pick overall. Sorry, just wouldn't do it. Uh, Sal is in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, man? Hey, Gordon. Uh, I agree totally. I was just telling Brian, I want to bet the house on the Jet game this week because there is no way Belichick is going to have them not get the number one pick. The Jets are going to actually lose. I mean, beat the Patriots. The Patriots will lose twice to the Jets. The Jets will be both 2-14, and 14, they'll be, and Belichick will get his quarterback for the next 20 years. It's, it's just going to happen. I'm, I guarantee it to you. I'm going on my drafting account, and I'm going to bet the, the mortgage that that's going to happen. I'm telling well, you. I wish I, let me see. Do I have it here? Hold on. Uh, you know what? I logged out, so I'd have to go back in and find it. I mean, if you actually – I mean, you wouldn't even have to bet a lot of money 
on the Patriots, and you could you could really clean up. So, uh, I mean, as I said, I think the Broncos are like plus twenty five hundred. So, never yeah. mind, um, you know what the the Patriots might possibly be for the number one pick. Maybe I can pull it up here quickly here. Uh, team special twenty twenty one draft. So, if you think that the that the the Patriots could end up getting Trevor Lawrence, I'll tell you what the the actual odds are right now. Uh, see more. They are plus six thousand. Oh my god. <laughs> Plus six thousand. So if you bet a hundred dollars, you would end up with six thousand dollars. Well, I'm gonna bet my mortgage, which is sixteen eighty five. So let's see what happens. All right. Well, look, I hope you don't, uh, Sal, I hope you don't end up uh, out on the street. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> okay, thanks, Gord. All right, Sal. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. All right, I've built it long enough. Today is a big, big day in the regal tumble last few days maybe you think you know what this is kind of starting to lose some steam here all these shows they, they can't compete against the power trio but let's get it started right now day 14 regal tumble yesterday the power trio introduced to the tv show 24 Kiefer sutherland somehow saving the world all five foot six of them adorable and 24 which was a very popular show when it was on but it lasted exactly 24 hours. Gets bounced. Gone. Done. Toast. So people have brought it up. Nobody, Gordon, nobody's going to oust one of these big three. Well, we've gotten to this point. And who are the big three? Well, of course, they are The Office. Strong from the very open. People love watching it on Netflix as they fall asleep. Brought up before, not exactly the uh, best uh, you know, indictment of a show. Of uh, you know, I fall asleep to it every single day. Is that, uh, would you put that on the movie poster? Great to fall asleep to. The Office, who has been, was part of the original four pulled for the Regal Tumble, and yet they are still in there, still putting up numbers. So you have The Office. You also have Seinfeld, always very popular. It's always on TV. You can always find it someplace. And then, of course, maybe the overall favorite. Maybe. Yes. Of course, The Sopranos. Although, it does seem like that The Sopranos, for whatever reason, maybe because you have to actually make an effort to go find it, right? Seinfeld is on TBS. It's on, I think, Channel... Uh, what, what is it? PIX, the WB... I don't know what... Cha- the Channel 11. Whatever Channel 11 is calling themselves these days. It's always, it's always around someplace. Whereas The Sopranos, you actually have to go... It doesn't feel like The Sopranos even for the younger audience, that they are making that effort to go find it, whereas Seinfeld kind of seeps into the culture a little easier that way. But today, we find out is if there's any movement. If there is going to be any movement, a major contender joins the mix. Who is that contender? Who is this show, Gordon? Yes, it happened, Jim Lampley. Oh, the HBO crime drama. Looks at the Baltimore drug scene. Not just through law enforcement's eyes, but through the drug dealers. An absolute classic. Classic characters. Classic story. Classic dialogue. Most of which I can't play here. Say it again, Brian. Give it to me again. I don't like the looks of this at all. 
Oh, no, if you watch The Wire, you'll love the look. Well, look, it's dealing with some very difficult topics, that's true. But in terms of compelling television, few shows have ever reached the peaks that The Wire did. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh, my God! As I said, classic story, classic characters, classic dialogue, most of which we can't play here. That's why we want the theme song. Unfortunately, that isn't just the show, the best scenes. No, you. And I'll be honest with you. The first time I watched the first season, The Wire was one of those HBO shows that they didn't give you any advanced billing of it all. You just kind of had to find it by accident. But then when you watched it, it was completely different, right? The the dialogue, the language used. It's not the the typical you know cop show for sure. But even the language was very very different. It takes you a little while to get used to the pace of it, get used to the phrases used. But man, what characters? Stringer Bell. Avon Barksdale, Bunk, Snoop, Omar, Omar Little, Bubs, Buddy Coleman. I mean, there's so many. Lester Freeman. Oh, and the dot. You come at the king. You best not miss. If you wonder why you always hear, I mean, that that probably has translated in terms of a, a line from a TV show that people use in other you know walks of life, especially in sports. You come at the king. You best not miss. But it's all in the game, yo. A man must have a code. Never really got the pop from HBO it deserved, but boy, oh boy, when you found that show, and a a good reason why a lot of you found that show was because people that saw it just wouldn't shut up about it. I mean, they are really obnoxious. I'll admit, myself included, very obnoxious about The Wire. But there you go. Let's see what ends up happening today, because I think that this very well could shake things up. And now we, I mean, now we're starting to get into this. Now we have still a long way to go. So there's still a lot of big-time shows that are coming down the pike here before too long. And this is one that's not really controversial in any way. But tomorrow's, oh my God, the controversy that this could stir up. It might, it might be one of these shows that gets, uh, gets pulled from the rotation. It might be good that there's such a strong power trio going into tomorrow because tomorrow's contender, oh boy, but that's for tomorrow. Today, your four entries into the Regal Tumble are The Sopranos. The Office, Seinfeld, and today's entry, The Wire. You can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And unlike other polling, this polling, 100% accurate, 100% of the time. You can count on it, and it doesn't take days and weeks to go by. There's no need for recounts here. You can see it all on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. To the second baseman, Cano. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. Joe Buck, 11 years ago already. The 2009 World Series. Yesterday, the uh, anniversary of that. So your moment of inspiration for this uh, Thursday morning. Uh, The Regal Tumble is up and running on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And today's entry, in case you're just joining us, is The Wire. And I can tell you right now, I would, I would suggest for you to vote early, often, get your burner accounts out there. If you know Kevin Durant, get his burner accounts involved, because I will tell you, with the field we have today, no one is safe. No one is safe, people. The Wire is not safe. Seinfeld is not safe. The Office is not safe. And I would even say right now, just looking at the early returns, this is crazy for me to say, the Sopranos are not safe. They could be eliminated today. So I would suggest to you, if you have any... Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm not kidding you, Jim Ross. It's, it's possible. I would say if you have any interest here, and the numbers have been going through the roof, 
in terms of poll numbers up every single day, I would say get out there and vote. Your voting obligations are not over, even if, uh, well, I better not go there. Hey, the Michael K. Show's 20 and 20 contest continues today, 3 o'clock, because that's what time their show starts. It would be weird if the contest started at another time, but no, 3 o'clock. So make sure you're listening for your chance at 20 great prizes over 20 days to make your home life a little bit more enjoyable for today. Again, I, I tell them they should not be revealing this on my show. They should be revealing this themselves, but let's spice it up for them a little bit with the reveal. What is the gift today? Oh, there you go. That's a reveal. That's how you do a reveal, people. The guys are giving away the Bardashie, a home cocktail maker that automatically draws from your chosen spirits and dispenses a premium cocktail at the touch of a button in seconds. It's the 20 and 20 contest. It's brought to you by PC Richardson, Kansas City Steak, the Bardachine, premium cocktails on demand in 98.7 FM ESPN New York. One of that, that's, I mean, I, I've not, uh, I do not have one of those. That is a, a fantastic gift. I do wonder if I got one of those, if my wife would be a little worried that uh, it's cutting into her turf. That's usually her job around here. All right, it is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Uh, yesterday was Wednesday, and that's generally when we have our whip around, the news headlines that are interesting to me. But we had to move it to today. So you're lucky Do you find out right now because it's time for headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. Today's headlines is probably a little misleading. They're not really today's headlines, but uh, let's, let's whip through the stories. Uh, here we go. First story, New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. I love New Jersey. It's my state has voted to legalize marijuana. Extra, extra. One more thing. I I, I have to bring this up. Jersey, I was born in Queens. I was raised on Long Island. I live in Jersey. I love Jersey. It is my state. I love my town. I love my state. And, you know, I've heard all your jokes about Jersey. People in my own family, they think it's hysterical. This is where I have chosen to live. I love it here. So you can make all your jokes, but we now have gambling, on your phone, and weed. So take that, tough guy. What do you got, huh? Yeah, exactly. Now, I will point out, you think the driving is bad now in Jersey. Oh, my God. Wait until we get the stickiest of the icky. Jug handles are going to be the least of our problems. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. Uh, Instead of delaying results until tomorrow, Nevada officials will release more results later today due to the high interest in the presidential election. Well... You know, if it's not too much bother, if you're not too busy doing anything else, it's like all of a sudden they were, oh, you guys are really interested in, oh, well, you know what, maybe we'll, maybe, you know, we'll squeeze in a couple more of these uh, because you guys have so much interest in it. Very nice of you to, to get around and, I don't know, doing your job. Moving on. Extra, extra. Third headline, because we're already running out of time. I'm already falling behind. And we all know who's to blame. It's Brian's fault. Uh, Lori Lachlan, actress Lori Lachlan. Guys, you're not going to believe this. She is a wreck while serving time in a California prison. I, I know. Apparently, she is not enjoying her time there. Very, very weird. Usually, people come out of prison and they're just raves about. I mean, their Yelp reviews usually for prison. Prison is just off the charts. Everybody always tells you they love it. But apparently Lori Lachlan is the one who's gone to prison, and apparently she's a wreck. You know, I saw the headline of this, and I thought to myself, you know, I know the story about her going with the the, the college and paying this thing. 
How long has she been in prison? She's been in prison since October 30th. That was last week. You're a, you're a wreck now? Wait until, wait until Oz gets thrown into the regal tumble. Oh, I'm giving too much stuff away. I'm sure she's not exactly gone to Oz. Let's put it that way. The HBO drama. Just extra, simply, extra. How are you getting stories out of prison about she's a wreck? I would just, I don't know. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. This week in Florida, man. All right, here we go. Florida man captures 1,000-pound alligator after it stalked him for years. Extra, extra. How did it, it, well, never mind. Florida man invents robot to insert and remove contact lenses. Extra, extra. Do you need a robot? I mean, that feels like you probably should have invested your time someplace else. Florida man known as, uh, excuse me, Florida man rapper known as Glock 9 arrested for an illegal gun. Extra, extra. Florida man declares immunity from COVID-19. Extra, extra. Florida man caught stealing ballots from the post office. Extra, extra. Florida woman robs store after being denied a refund. Extra, extra. Florida man's check engine light goes on. He checks the engine and finds a 10-foot Burmese python. Extra, extra. And then the one that most people sent me this week, Florida man pays $150 for full contact experience with a black leopard. He is then mauled by the black leopard. Extra, extra. That is the uh, the knockoff version of Black Panther. It's called Black Leopard, and it's just a guy getting mauled after paying $150. Well, look, you wanted full contact. That's full contact. Full contact involves the face sometimes. All right, that's going to do it for headlines. That's going to do it for Florida, man. The Regal Tumble now has been going on. For, this is our third week doing the Regal Tumble. And I would say that today's matchup is probably the most... I, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I'll just simply say, if you've enjoyed the Regal Tumble at all, I would make sure that you get in there, not only and vote, I would say, even if you only have, you know, 20 followers, I would retweet it. If you have people in your life who are like-minded, because any of the four shows could very well be eliminated today right now all four shows are sitting somewhere in the 20 percent range and we've only just started so there's a any show right now is vulnerable it's like all four of them are somehow poised on the top rope and are just trying to balance themselves to get them back in the ring and the four entries today well today's new entry is the wire and that has certainly shaken things up Certainly has been more competitive than a lot of the contenders that people have told me about. Uh, Billions or the uh, what was the other one? This is us. Oh, my God. This is us. The Wire is in the mix today. And they've come in. They've come in with the energy of like the uh, the ultimate warrior running into the ring, shaking the ropes. The Wire is in there along with Seinfeld, The Office and The Sopranos. So I would say vote. I would say get your burner accounts involved. I don't care where the votes come from. This is real life, people. We want as many votes as we can get. And it doesn't matter where they come from, how they've arrived. It doesn't matter. We'll take them any way we can get. And I would say simply, I would, you know, if you could retweet, I would appreciate it. That that would be a favor to me. So get those numbers up there as high as possible. So that's the regal tumble. But the sports angles that we've covered today. A, the Jets are not going to keep Adam Gase beyond this year. And I started to feel like I was taking crazy pill because I, I kept seeing all these people talk about the possibility, you know what, Gase seems to have this, this, uh, this power over people, not other head coaches, but people that he's working with in the you know, front office. Christopher Johnson seems to have his ear. Yesterday, Keyshawn Johnson, voice of reason, as I like to, to call him, was on with the, uh, the Michael K show yesterday. And Michael posed the question, 
whether or not he could envision a scenario, right? It's the Jets after all. You never know what's going to happen. Could he envision any scenario whatsoever that Adam Gase would actually be back next year? Here's Keyshawn. Is there any road in the future that you could see where he would stay with Gase? No. What is Gase going to be, the, the special teams coach? I mean, I don't know. Gase seems like he has Christopher Johnson's ear. Yeah, but that they, you can't do that. They can't do that. They, can't, they cannot afford to have long-lasting, suffering Jet fans go through another year of Adam Gase as the head. You, you can't. You can't pop. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. Outside of Cleveland, who's going to bring back a coach that went 0-16? And who does that? Yeah. Nobody bring well, back a coach that goes 1-15 well, unless it's his first year. And the right. team just is awful. Even Keisha, even Keyshawn, who's never a shortage of words, even he felt like there was a part, a little tiny part in there where he felt like he was taking crazy pills. No, wait, wait, a, no, it, it can't. It can't happen. No, it can't happen. Of course not. The other sports uh, part of it that we've touched on today is the Giants and Daniel Jones. There's nothing to be benefited from sitting Daniel Jones. The Giants should not sit Daniel I mean, forget about the fact that there's a good chance they will have to make the, the quarterback question. Will face, they'll be facing that after this year with only eight more games to play. If you take Daniel Jones out and you put Colt McCoy in, you're then also improving the odds that you have to face that question, right? If the Giants are sitting at number two and Justin Fields is there, that's when you really have to, you, you'll be forced with that question, whether you want it or not. And by putting in Colt McCoy, I would think you're then improving the chances that you are going to lose more games, even with, then, with Daniel Jones in there making mistakes week after week. All right, so those are the sports things we've already covered, and the podcast will be up in an hour about after the show. Baseball. Trevor Bauer, can we just put this out? Trevor Bauer is not going to be a Yankee. Despite what you want, you want the Yankees to go and spend in free free agency's underway. And you see the articles, well, you know, the Yankees and Mets might be battling for this big free agent. Well, I don't know what the Mets are going to do. We'll see what Steve Cohen, I find it hard to believe. It seems like there's this expectation that Steve Cohen is just going to start, you know, breaking out the checkbook and just firing it off willy-nilly. Uh, we'll see. The Yankees are not, Trevor uh, Bauer is not a guy. I was about to say Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence also is not going to be, Trevor Lawrence has a better shot of being signed by the Yankees than Trevor Bauer. Well, maybe not, but it's close. The Yankees are going to be worried about their payroll this year. You've heard all the stories about him and Cole not getting along and just his personality. I just don't see his personality being one that the Yankees would be willing to invest in, even as great of a season as he had, even as good as a pitcher as he is. Uh, I just don't see that that being a mix, especially not with all the stories you read about, you know, every team worrying about their payroll. And, you know, I was reading, as I said earlier, I was reading Jeff Passan yesterday and the word he was talking about the free agent market being a bloodbath. I was wondering, you know, does that mean that it's possible that maybe LeMahieu would be more open to maybe taking the qualifying offer? Like I think his qualifying offer is 19 million, right? So if the market's down overall, I get he's older, right? So he really wants to cash in now, but it's almost like not that he has to do it, but you know, you see guys take like a one-year deal and they, they hope that the market kind of bounces back in a year from now. I wonder if that's a, look, I will say this. I know that that's probably out there. I think that's a better possibility of that happening than the Yankees trading Giancarlo, uh, Giancarlo Stanton anywhere uh, this winter. That would be, wouldn't that be lovely? Clear out the, all that money then. You really could, you know, you don't have to worry about the payroll so much if you could clear out all that money, clear out the DH spot, and now all of a sudden 
it opens things up. I don't think that's going to happen either. All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on? Good morning, my friend. Real quickly on Daniel Jones, uh, just give me your opinion right off the bat on this. I think he's thrown as many great passes as he's had turnovers in his tenure with the Giants because he's put some balls right there. You know, Sands last Sunday where he missed four guys. But over the – how many games has he played, 20? Yeah. 20, okay, so either 20 or 21. I think it's 21 like now. So he's got many. a turnover in 20 and 21. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, so there you go. So I, have you seen with your own eye that he's put the ball right on the money that many times? Because I have. Yeah, no, I mean, look, look he, I'm not saying he doesn't have moments where he, you can envision him, you know, cutting down on the turnovers. He had some real, I mean, last year he had four games where I think his quarterback rating was over 120. Now, I don't know all that goes into a quarterback rating, but I know if it's over 120, that's a really good game. So he had games like that last year, and he has moments even this year where you see him make throws or make plays with his legs, and you can envision. The problem is those plays are, are few and far between, and they're kind of, uh, you know, greatly diminished, if not completely wiped out, when he turns the ball over every single week. That's correct. Well, my point is that I think that's a correctable problem. Now, how long do you wait for him to correct it? I say by the end of this year. Let him have yeah. two or three games with, uh, you know, two, three touchdowns and no picks that's, and no fumbles. Well, I mean, you, I agree with you, Spike. I thought coming into the year, the fact that it was such an easily identifiable problem that it would lead it to being easily corrected. Uh, we're halfway through the year. It's not been corrected. It's not even been corrected even a little bit. You know, sometimes when guys have issues with turnovers or, or, or fumbles, you know, they have a couple of games in a row where you're thinking to yourself, okay, here we go. And then there's a backslide, right? Then they all of a sudden the, pop, the, the problem rears its head again. Well, it's it not like it's had every single game at one o'clock or on this past week on Monday night. Right. Yeah, but it's not like the Yankee catcher or you know or the second baseman, whoever Steve Saxon, then Mackie Sasser. Remember, like that was mental. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this sure. is mental. I think this is mechanical. I don't know, man. I think it's kind of mental. I think it's in his head. I think, it, I, I think it's foot. mental. He's throwing uh, off his back foot half the time. That's correctable. Yeah, oh, you think well, it's stuck in his head. I, I would, I, I would generally agree with you. Although Spike, it's not been corrected, right? And it, and it's been, it's been brought up to him. I'm sure the coaching staff has addressed it in terms of words and, and actions that he can take. Not take, you know, take a sack. It's not the worst thing in the world. Throw the ball away. Get outside the pocket. You know, live to play another day. When you when you t- taught your kids how to ride a bicycle, you took the training wheels off for your son or daughter first. Uh, my son actually learned by his, his training wheel broke off. So then he had one training wheel and he learned to ride that okay. way. So well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody takes a different amount of time. I think at the end of this year, how many other games, six, seven, eight games left? That's the time. Let's see the improvement. He's got he's to prioritize that and not turn it over at the end of the game when you can win the game because he's been in more games than he's not been in. Well, I mean, the Giants have been in more games. And Spike, thanks for the call. I mean, they've been in more games. And, you know, you went into that second half on Monday night thinking to yourself, okay, you know, you got some momentum here, 14-6, let's, you're getting the ball to start the second half. And then two plays in, all of a sudden, he, he's turned the ball over. The one thing that we all know he cannot do, he does. So I get it. You think it's an easily identifiable, it would be an easier to fix problem. It has not been fixed so far. There's been no progress whatsoever. It's not even been progress. It's not been not only fixed, there hasn't even been any movement in the right direction. It's there week in 
and week out. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Please, the Regal Tumble, it is up. It is running on Twitter. Make your vote count. We'll see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.